0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. Auntie. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
1: Welcome into to this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford Studio. This kind uh, of chilly, not terrible, but a little chilly morning. Neil said he froze last it night. It was so cold last night. Watching high school soccer, but uh, it's not as bad this morning here with you, uh, We'll talk more coaching news, rumors, more Zach Evans watch. I mean, we can't ever get enough Zach Evans watch. We'll take that into another day. Ole Miss basketball beginning SEC play tonight. They are in Knoxville, Tennessee for a 6 o'clock tip against the Volunteers. Credit to Kermit for, uh, if he can, taking whatever he has to uh, to Tennessee for that one. You can read about that at rebelgrove.com and uh, all the other uh, coaching stuff that is going on. So that and more here with you today, the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Remember, we're just trying to give you ten bucks. Easy thing to do: you stop in any Blue Sky location in Mississippi, you uh, take a picture of the QR code. When you do that, a couple clicks on your phone, the Oxford the, uh, Exxon Mobile app, and you get thousand points, ten bucks right there at the pump off your uh, tank of gas. So take advantage of that. Lunch specials: five sixty nine, two sides of bread, thirty two ounce drink, and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are.
2: Um, Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done many times now, what I recommend that you do. And let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662 662- Two five seven nineteen hundred guests join us on the Rafter's Music and Food Hotline. Rafter's Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Uh, po Boys, sandwiches, um, great appetizers. They've got um, great beer selection, full bar, all of that at Rafter's. Going up to watch? Maybe watch the uh, Ole Miss Tennessee game tonight, six o'clock. SEC Network. I've got a story up at rebelgrove.com. dot com. And if you're in New Albany, you can uh, go to the New Albany Rafters as well. So all that on the Rafters Music and Food on.
1: Little, uh, I thought this was interesting. A little trivia question for you to start the show today. Okay. Um, I know your mind is working really well, so you're guaranteed to get this one right. Mm. Uh, 28 teams won at least 10 games this season in college football. Okay. So it seems like a big number, but anyway. Uh, two states have at least three of them. Name those two states
2: two states that have teams that won at least are these
1: all f they are all fbs schools fbs schools that is correct okay there are 28 teams named the two states that have at least three of them or have three of them and i'm not sure there's any even one with two i think it's two states with three and then it's just one across the board two states with three no nah, sorry there there's one with two i missed that
2: one okay yeah two states with mm-hmm. three 10 win teams that's correct yes Ohio State, Cincinnati. Is there a third team in Ohio? Is there a MAC team that won ten?
1: I'm going to guess Ohio's. I guess that is incorrect. Okay, but that was the one I thought might trip you. Out. That's what that's what I had in my head too, and it is not correct. Um, there's one very obvious, and there's one the reason why I'm asking the question. Well, I'm I'm, I'm I, t- I told you when you walked. You're out. not sharp. I picked a bad day for this. Yeah,
2: my mind is not. Is not sharp today. Um, Michigan would be one, I, I guess, because you got Michigan, Michigan State, cin- and and uh, was it Central Michigan?
1: Uh, actually, that's no, that's not correct. Okay. Central Michigan did not win ten games. Then I have no freaking idea. Uh, the obvious one is Texas. You have Houston, Baylor, and UT San Antonio uh, are the three. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. And then the other one that is really fascinating to me—they had a hell of a year. Utah, Utah State, BYU, and Utah. Oh, some bitch! A- right, you could have
2: given me. <laughs> I mean, today, as foggy as my brain is, you could have given me an hour. Yeah. I mean, I would have had to, sit, I, I would have had to start writing.
1: Yeah, no. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, the only two in California. It was uh, San, Jose, San Diego State and um, somebody else. San Diego State and who's the other one? There was another California school that I'm losing my mind right now. Fresno. oh yeah, again weird. So anyway, there's a there's that. Uh, all right. Now we'll be test your brain a little bit. Uh, so
2: Texas gets three ten win teams and none of them are the Aggies or the Longhorns. That is correct. Interesting.
1: It's kind of fun, isn't it? I mean, it's that's one positive to the college football season, right? Well, it is. Usually fairly unpredictable,
2: which is the funny part about what we do in July when we just predict, 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 predict. Most of the predictions are ridiculous except for the one where everybody said who's going to play in the final game, and you're like Alabama and Georgia. That's who's playing. Everybody felt pretty good about that. Yeah, well, they're the two most talented teams.
1: Yeah. Um. Zach Evans' decision has nothing to do with Kevin Smith staying or going. Um, I expect Zach Evans – I mean, I'm, I'm scared to even sputter, sputter words out of my mouth. Um, I would not be shocked if Zach Evans makes a decision today. Well, let's put it this way. I,
2: I'll have to go into our admin and change the word Tuesday to Wednesday and then hit Because the you changed button.
1: it from Friday to Saturday, Saturday to Sunday, I Sunday have. to Monday, just, Monday to Tuesday. Yep. The story's the same.
2: I don't think his decision is tied to – um, Kevin Smith in any shape, form, it's or not, fashion. No. That's not what he's waiting on. Now, the part of the, Ke- the uh, Zach Evans story that everyone's immediately going to ask is what about his academics? What's the deal? And the answer is I don't know. And the secondary answer to that is nobody else really knows either. And so if that's going to frustrate you for the next five months, prepare yourself. I'm just being honest. No one really knows the answer. It's my understanding that he is not eligible today. But we're in this transfer portal where I'm told that the rules academically are a little ambiguous with dates and such. So the answer is it will probably all work out. But he probably won't be. My my guess, Chase, tell me if you think I'm wrong. Sure. My guess, and this is just a guess, so I know there are people out there that want me to be wrong so they can remind me of it which is cool, I I live in that house, Um,
1: I don't think he'll be out there in the spring. I don't think, I'm not even 100% sure. Look, here's the deal. You can do normal transfer rules if you're not eligible, but that means sitting out. Yes. If you're going to do the one-time transfer rule through the portal, Mm -hmm. the rules are you have to be academically in good standing to do so. So I'm under the interpretation, unless I'm completely wrong. But I, went, I actually went and pulled up the NCAA manual yesterday and read it. Okay. And the way I interpret it God, is that you would
2: hurt yourself when that was done,
1: huh? Oh, I mean, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it's it's because you read
2: you read a few pages of that manual and you just start to really dislike yourself.
1: And you hate all of them so much. Oh my you, God. You, you, you just. Yeah. Yeah. What I could have said in ten words, I'll use two thousand. Yeah. Um, the way I interpret it is that he cannot enroll until he's academically in good standing. Because the only way to get in the portal with the one-time free transfer is to meet those criteria, which includes being in academically good standing.
2: Now, someone said that he could go to a community college and get the hours that he needs. He might even could take those hours online, is my understanding. yeah, sure, I don't know. But I don't think, and again, I'm going to – Reemphasize that we're not sitting over at TCU inside their board of.
1: But if his academics are what I believe them to be, no, he cannot transfer in January, take those classes here, and then be eligible in the fall. That's my understanding as well. Yes. So that's where we're at. And it's a new. It's so a, I think he's a would, new world. He would commit today, or whenever the hell he would commit, mm-hmm. and then he would have to get eligible and then enroll. Is my interpretation. Yes, of
2: and this. as long and I believe that as long as he got those classes done by. August, yeah, yeah, sure. he could enroll, and my, my my guess, and again, I'm guessing, I'm a little educated, I'm a little more educated than I probably want to be, but my guess is that the goal is to have him here June 1st, Yeah, that's my guess, mm-hmm. but if you want this tied up in a pretty bow, in a pretty box, with the wrapping paper and the bow and everything today, where we can tell you concrete that this is all good, this is not going to be your show,
1: yeah, Randy mentions it on his uh t c u website. They have several academic uh awards on there listed. I'm just telling you that there's some hours or some core credits or something that is not uh where it should be yeah that's there's a lot there are multiple ways where you can make good grades when you take classes and have the wrong classes or do their incorrect things well and and he was there for two years, so you got to be toward a graduation yeah and so yeah. the and the problem was this past
2: semester. Yeah. yeah, I know that he was all academic, Big 12. I I, I know. Believe me, we know. Yeah, not our first rodeo was Zach. Yeah, not, not our first. And we've talked to people, a lot of people, and I get it. I get it. And I know people are going to get angry, and they're going to ask that question repeatedly, and they're going to get mad when the answer is I don't know. But prepare thyself.
1: That's all I can tell you. I mean, I, we – it was look. It's the hold up why things have gotten complicated with Deion Smith because if Deion Smith was completely academically eligible with no problems, he'd be at Ole Miss right now. Yes, because he could have went ahead, gone ahead and done it. But he's taken classes to get eligible, and what that did is that allowed Brian Kelly to get his tentacles in him a little bit. Yes, or a Mu- lot bit. Yeah, muddy the water, and then hell, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But that that is the reason for that. While it was not as seamless as, hey, come on, head on over. There, are, you know, there are things that guys are having to do with that. So Yeah. It's exactly right.
2: I mean, he wasn't it's the best it's it's frankly, it's a great example. He got in the portal, but at the end of the semester he wasn't eligible to transfer immediately. Under those standings, yes. And so he went back to L S U for intercession to become eligible to transfer. LSU is in Baton Rouge, so is Brian Kelly, so they're recruiting him
1: to stay. Bute is recruiting him. Yeah, some dudes on the roster. Yeah, that's the best example. <coughs> so that's where that is. That's that's that. That's the the deal as we, we move forward. By the way, they got their tail kick. Credit to LSU last night for showing up and playing the game. Absolutely, like completely and utterly. Like a And screw you. Like show up and play the stupid Abs- game. Absolutely, you, you do have to have some respect for that. Thirty nine scholarship players and and show up. That- I mean, they got their ass kicked, but hey. What was so the old, final? 45-20, 48-20, 42-20, 42-28, I don't know, something like that. Something like that. Deuce Vaughn goes crazy last night. Saw so that. His kid, four touchdowns last night in that one. Yeah. He uh, ends up over 22 for uh, for the season, some record or something, I don't know. I couldn't
2: be happier for Chris. Oh, no, I mean, Chris just, and Marquette Vaughn are, are fantastic people.
1: I mean, we remember seeing that kid.
2: When he was Knee a little, a
1: grasshopper. I mean, can remember
2: watching him run around on fields. Going, and you went, ah, <laughs> he can really run.
1: Even when he was like eight, you went, oh, okay. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: it was earlier than that. Yeah, it was. It was like five or six running around. You are like that dude. He was little then, but he could move. I I do remember seeing him play flag football. Do you really? Yes. He's probably pretty dominant out there. It might not shock you to know that the the. The, the sh- little slow kids could not catch the little fast kid.
1: Could not run down Deuce Vaughn. Right? Yeah. He could move. I bet he could move on a fly football field back in the day. Oh,
2: he can move on any field now. I mean, he gets those Darren Sproles comps from people,
1: and you're like, not. I see it. It's not, mm, I it's not it. crazy. I mean, it's really not. I
2: mean, he can't be in every down back in the NFL with that size. but He can have a role. That's for sure. Can damn sure have a role, and he has elite athleticism.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, you know, I had I had it on off and on last night, and that was the kind of the thing I focused on. I was like, that's pretty damn cool for him. I was just kind of, I was kind of locked in on him as much as I was the game or anything else at that at, at that point. But, yeah. Uh Let's see. I was too cold to pull my phone up and check the score. 42-20. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Forty-two twenty. Um, not a very sterling uh bowl season for for the SEC, but they got the two that mattered. Um they'll take that as they move into the championship game on the uh, on the tenth. What are you
2: looking at? I'm looking to see what our final records were for bowl series. Oh Jesus Christ. We all did pretty good because we all got credit. Every time a game got COVIDed out, we got credit. Oh we heavy. got the win? Yes, of course. Did we really? We didn't c- cancel the game. We mm. showed up. It's not our fault, is it? Mm mm. I went 18 and 12 against the spread. Okay. Jeffrey went 22 and 8. Jesus. You went 20 and 10. Oh, really? And Brian went 23 and 7. So, did I beat you by a game for the season? Well, we're not done yet. We're still, oh. we're still at the NFL playoffs. But you're oh, right. we're not just doing college.
1: We always go all the way to the Super Bowl. Do we really? Yes. I think we do because Neil's behind, but okay. I mean, no, no, look, none of us are catching Jeffrey, so no, it doesn't really damn matter. Fulfilling a contract. <laughs>
2: We're playing out the string.
1: You will pick those Great Cup games. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Calgary is hot. Oh, God, is it really fifteen? Is that really the line? Yeah, I'm I was gonna talk about basketball in a minute. I'll pull that up, but my God Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah. That's that's that that's a large, large, large line for a uh,
2: Speaking of giving credit, I'm gonna give Kermit Davis a lot of credit. I know we'll get to it on the other side of a break, but A lot of admiration for what Kermit said yesterday. A lot. Because I think they could kind of play the, Nah, eh, got an injury, got a couple of COVID situations. Can't make it. Sorry. But he was very clear. If they have seven scholarship players and one full-time coach that can make the trip, they're going to go. Which day? Play as hard as they can.
1: Here's I, the deal too, I have a lot you, of respect for that. Because also, too, if you don't do that, nobody's ever playing. You, you, you're on some many logistical problems, or at some point you've got to just honor to get the season in. Yes. Whatever
2: that looks like. Well, I asked Kermit, you know, are you at all concerned about getting the season in? And his answer was no, not really. He thinks they'll get it. going to be some obstacles in the way, but more people are going to have to have his attitude. And it might mean
1: – I mean, a loss it, here it or might there. might
2: taking a, a lopsided loss that get, gets fans worked up and stuff like that. Not just for Ole Miss, for across the country. I mean, you know, I think it was very clear. He didn't, he didn't mince words. He said, you know, there's some coaches that have used this. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, because the league's not – here's the thing. The SEC – and Kermit talked about this yesterday too. The SEC didn't build in a lot of um, um Leeway for scheduling they didn't build in like a and hey we have this open week to make up the games they didn't at all and so because frankly when the league set the schedule i think the league thought that this was over and it kind of is but nobody will recognize it yeah the frustrating part and you'll never get a coach to say this is why are you testing because that's the people want this to go away from an athletic standpoint. Just stop dusting. Mm-hmm. It's gone.
1: Hope that doesn't get us a strike at YouTube. I think we're okay. It's when it gets in the headline we have a problem. Uh, thanks for the super chat. We'll open that out of the break because that's a more complicated answer than just the next like forty seconds. Oh so yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll 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 table that for a moment. But thank yeah. you very much for the super chat. That's very nice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that. We'll get him out of the break in a second. We'll talk about that and some basketball. We <laughs> did I tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So, you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at CommunityMTG.com. Com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better
2: version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Pardon me, Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost Digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment av- available at CorinthDental.com. Also brought you by The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. They've got uh, everything that you could be looking for, whether it's for work or your nightlife or anything in between. Uh, Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey. Great got collegiate collection there at the rogue again forty four fifty i fifty five north in jackson or the rogue dot com What are your goals for the year twenty twenty two Does your company need to find talent to meet those goals? Maybe you are personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make the change and your first step needs to be to contact service specialist employment agency they're the oldest employment agency in Mississippi They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. There's no cost to you as a candidate, and everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022. You can contact Service Specialist at 662-832-5138. I'm almost finished with my mailbags, it will be up a little later today. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo, Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, and you can reach her at 662-567-2573
1: or 662-842-3844. Podcast also brought to you by g Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync to take care where you get one uh, one trip a month, delivery, take, carry out, whatever you need there from the pharmacy. You get all the medicine you need when you need it with them. Also, with right-way meds that individually, individually package your medication for those who need it, that can save lives in some instances. So whatever you need, G&M and Tyson Drugs can help you out. Again, with G&M, that's on South Lamar and Oxford, 662-236-2222. So, all right, we got a super chat, all SEC 26. And I'm just reading verbatim here. Uh he says, uh <laughs> when do we start putting the blame on Kiffin for our pending football disaster? Coach is bailing, no portal movement. And is our coach out of the country on vacation? Sorry, but tweeting at portal guys will not get them in the, the boat. Um let you handle all that. I'm just you I'm take a call real quick. All right. <laughs> I need I need to return
2: some emails. Yeah. I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um so I got this thing in my throat.
1: <laughs> I, I, I got to go get it. Started. Okay, look, here's the deal. Um, <laughs> it, It's what's created an interesting juxtaposition right now because Ole Miss is 10 and 3, they go to the Sugar Bowl. The way that it's been built to the 2020, 2021 season was pretty impressive. And the fan base is kind of. I mean, look, there's a huge group in the middle. I, I always hate kind of like disregarding the silent majority that's just kind of sitting in the middle going, and I'm going to wait and see what happens. Because that is the majority of people. Sure. And we, 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 I, I don't ever want to get on the deal where I'm taking message boards and Twitter as the entire fan base has this opinion. So they don't. But Twitter's not real world? No, not even a little bit. So let's say that that's 60%. There's kind of 20 on both sides that – no matter what, everything is great, and it's going to get figured out, and it is sunshine and rainbows and lollipops, and we're going to move to 2022 and win a lot of football games. Okay. And then you have a 20% that goes, my God, the sky is falling. Um, pets' heads are falling off. Everything is ending right now in every way possible. Yeah. That is that, that, that is kind of what's going on right now, and it's creating a weird environment that judging off what happened – because, you know, in 16, we went, oh, well, there's the NCAA hammer. This is just like this weird – yeah. that is going on. It is a lot of ingredients. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a cornucopia of things because I'm fascinated to hear your answer here. Are you? Yes.
2: Cause I'm glad it's you. And I not might me. just
1: filibuster and ramble for like 17 minutes and not actually say a word. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. Okay. I'm Good. waiting. All right. So it's, it's multiple things. There is worry from the fan base on an which is two things. It is justified and, and they're in the boat with 125 other schools that are all trying to figure out at the same time, too. You've got Texas and A&M and a couple other schools that kind of go, no, we're, we, we like where we're at as long as the rules don't change, mm-hmm. and then basically every damn body else. So those are the two piles right now from, from an NIL standpoint. Yeah. Ole Miss is moving as fast as most programs are, frankly. Yeah. Um, they've had a lot of momentum in, that in the last couple of weeks. So I think that's one of it. I think that – and I don't want to break down the semantics of lateral moves – Per se, but at the same time, contractually, it is a lateral move if a coach leaves and does not take a job that is at a higher standing than the one he currently has. Yeah. Frankly, even from a buyout standpoint, I mean, you know, yeah. buyouts happen or buyouts get waived when you go up a level. Coordinator becomes head coach, position coach becomes coordinator. Blah blah blah. Sure, blah, blah. sure. And as of right now, but to this moment, I'm getting yeah. there. Yeah. To this moment. It's Jeff Levy, Oklahoma. Okay, we've been through that a thousand times with that song and dance. They replaced him with Charlie Washington. We think DJ Durkin is going to take the Texas A and M job today. Yes. Or sometime soon. I hate put it. I'm I'm so tired of dates, but we believe that he is I'll be leaning toward taking the job.
2: So there's three levels of sourcing you can get on a story like this. You can get the obviously the A and M side. The Ole Miss side... Look,
1: it's a thunderstorm. There's a lot of circling the plane right now. Okay, shut up. I'll get there. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> there's the old Miss side, the AM side, and then there's kind of the middle, which is typically people close to him or around the negotiation. And when... So two-thirds of those people are saying it's it's done. He's gone. Okay. Um, the old Miss side's kind of quiet. <clears throat> so my anticipation, based on... Every conversation I've had since Sunday is that by the end of the day tomorrow he's the defensive coordinator at A and do not I don't I don't I don't see any momentum towards his decision to stay. Okay.
1: And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Sure. Okay. So let's say he's out at Texas A and M. At the bare minimum from a coordinator standpoint, you've lost both coordinators mm-hmm. and let's say that the status quo works out and they promote Chris Partridge and they hire somebody else for a position coach job. Marquise Watson, somebody from outside hell, I don't know. We'll get to deal with that when it comes. Okay. That's losing Levy and Durkin, replace them with Marquise, Weiss, or somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I can make a lot of ju- justifications for Marquise as a recruiter, but from an overall coach standpoint, that's a, that's a loss. That's a negative. I mean, you're sure. losing two high-profile coordinators. Sure. Losing your two coordinators, frankly. You're losing 2 Cartridge, frankly, has never called a defense before that I'm aware of. It's at least a question not mark. Not at the power five. Yeah, right, course, right, 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 so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's at least a question mark going into this. So I, I think that's a valid concern. That's a complete valid criticism. And that's things that we think are possible to likely. There is a scenario that is bad. I mean, there's a scenario if you go, okay, give me worst case of this entire offseason. Or this, sorry, this coaching carousel, if you will. Okay, Lebby, Durkin, Partridge doesn't get the gig or whatever, whatever, and he goes to Rutgers.
2: Well, I think it's, I think it would be irresponsible right now to completely disregard
1: the Chris Partridge-Rutgers rumors. Sure. He's from there. If he goes there, does he take Marquise Watson with him? So potentially it's Watson, Dirk, and Partridge, at that point. There is at least some interest on Miami's part with Kevin Smith. He's from there, known really well in the South Beach area. Well, I'll tell you this, Gary Furman
2: with the Miami Rival site, who absolutely crushed the crystal ball stuff. He did, and has. When I'd heard Dirk into Miami, a lot. I checked with Furman, and he's like, let me check on it. And he called me back and said, no, there's nothing to that. He let me know last night that he goes, hey, you need, if you can help me a little bit on this Kevin Smith thing, I'd appreciate it because it's real. Okay. And so I'm I'm going to take his word for it. And all he said was that they're talking. Yeah, sure. Didn't say it was going to happen. Or that he was the favorite even. Just, Just that they're talking. Okay. Now, he came back with a second communication that made me feel like, little more serious than, you know, like it's a little more, a little closer to the date than just, Hey, we're just chatting on the phone about how's your mom and them.
1: So that happens. Watson goes with Partridge and then Taiwan Malone goes as well because he was tight with Partridge and Watson. Oh, now you're really dropping bombs. Well, I'm just, I said worst case scenario from the situation. Okay.
2: Yeah. Now's a really (laughs) (laughs) good.
1: Yeah. My mom's good. I'm not anticipating all that. I'm just laying out the thing. The guy who's negative, it doesn't take a ton for him to get there, is my point. That's no, true. Sure. On the other side, they promote Partridge. They move Watson to the field. He ends up being really good. I don't know. I mean, it's a gamble, look, but I think that's doable. I mean, I, people love Marquise. I'll give him some benefit of the doubt on sure. that. They move Randall Joyner to linebacker's coach. Watson coaches the DL. Um,. They have a really good next 10 days in the portal. Zach Evans gets eligible, and they kind of solve this thing. Because mm-hmm. if nothing else, Lane has shown a lot of ability over the t- over the years to put teams together. Yes. And he the way this thing is set up right now, because they don't have the infrastructure, and I don't mean like a network thing, just in general, the recruiting has not happened in an infrastructure way that you're building and just filing guys in from one year to the next. Yes. It's putting a bunch of teams together. Yes. So the deal with putting this team together is you hit some next to me. And look, I I can name five to ten dudes that Ole Miss could potentially get in the court, portal. I'm not. And that would solve a lot of the issues we're discussing right now. That okay. would put a team together for next season that would do it well enough to keep everything moving on the tracks, if okay. you will, and no pun intended. Including a quarterback? No, I don't okay. know. Yeah. I I got nothing on that. Yeah. I don't know. But I'll be honest, I didn't hate Altmyer the other day. I thought that was a positive for Luke yeah, the other day. Yeah, sure. I did too. G- um, generally, yeah. Yeah. So the, the look, the answer's probably somewhere in the middle, but I do believe the next I think the next 14 days are incredibly critical for Ole Miss in a couple different ways. A, all this coaching stuff will be solved one way or the other in a lot of different facets. You're gonna the carousel will kind of stop at some point over the next couple weeks, barring one thing Neil's worried about. But I'm not at hell no. Yeah, that's on, it's on you, bud. Um, and then two, I think a lot of these portal guys will make decisions. I think that a lot of these portal guys will start that this that it'll be a really quick rush as soon as.
0: Well, because class starts, Ole, yeah.
1: Ole Miss starts classes January the 20th, 20th, ish,
0: 20th I think ish. that sounds yeah, right. Yeah,
1: somewhere in there. Yeah. So look, no, there's there's a path to both sides here. I get the worry. I get the people that go, well, at least, I mean, kippen he went 10 and three, so we're just going to sit back and give it benefit of the doubt until it doesn't work. Okay. Like, I, I completely understand that logic completely. I have no, I and mean, I'm not even telling you you're wrong. I mean, again, I can, I can put a thing together that says, no, this is, this is okay. But I'm also not going to go the guy who's really freaked out and looks at all this turnover and goes, "Oh no, we're you know we, this is a huge problem." It's a it's a valid it's a valid thing. There's there, there's no doubt about it because you knew you're going to have player and staff turnover when you win, but I don't know that you anticipated to at least potentially again it hasn't happened yet. But in a close to worst case scenario, lose this many people on a lateral level. They're not getting all promoted into bigger gigs and different things. And yeah, sure. You know, and frankly, it's and it's one of those deals where we can talk about different levels for everything. But when you go ten and three, and you finish, I don't know, whatever they're going to finish eleventh in the country, twelfth in the country, tenth in the country, yeah, whatever
2: man. it is, uh-huh. it feels like it should be going better than this. Yeah, that's what I had the mailbag question. I've had two of them, and and one of them was um, a really good question where I said, hey, you know, I've always been consistent about. The games that season don't matter to that year's recruiting class. Yeah. But it just feels like it should be better than it is right now. And I I don't know why that is. I mean, I think we all have guesses and theories, but that's all it is. Because it's really hard to get kids on the phone when they are committing to the school you're covering. (laughs) Getting them on the phone when they didn't pick the school that you're covering to go, hey, how come you didn't go to Ole Miss? Give me good luck. Because their answer is, well, how much will you pay me to answer this? Will you give me NIL money to do it? Like, well, it doesn't really work like that. And I'm being totally serious. Um, I, so I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know. Did they Do they sense something amiss? Was it just coincidence? Is it Kiffin's name on all the jobs? Is it not? I don't know. I mean, Lane believes that having his name out for all these jobs is a positive. But sometimes I think that's the difference between it's the one thing that I've I've said this consistently for Kiffin to be what Kiffin, I think, envisions himself to be. He's got to build a brand that goes beyond him. The brand can't just be him. I mean, Nick Saban's a big damn deal. Right? Yeah. I mean, a big damn deal. But Nick Saban, the, the brand at
1: Alabama is bigger than Nick Saban. The brand at Alabama is built by Bama. Built by
2: Bama. That is their brand. Yeah. Which is, frankly, kind of brilliant.
1: Yeah. That is their, that is their brand. Come here. Buy into the process. Win and get out and go to the NFL. Get, yeah.
2: Uh, sacrifice self. Yeah. for team. You're going to get your turn. We will build and we will make you an NFL player. hmm And then you'll go to the league and you'll take hardware with you. And we'll win games. That's the built by Bama brand. Now, I'm not saying that everybody – look, Ole Miss joins a list of about 120-some-odd programs that are trying to build that brand. So yeah, this true. is not me picking on on Ole Miss, but you've got to – what's the last part of that question that we didn't answer? And it was a super chat, so let's answer it. What was then? Is he out of the country on vacation? And I don't know where he is, but yeah. I do think
1: he's on vacation – if he's not, it's a really bad rumor that it's all over town. I mean, I, I haven't seen him. I, I don't know where he is, well, but a lot of people seem his, to think
2: he is. I think his girlfriend was was Instagramming photos of shop of fishing yesterday. Oh, really? So, yes, yeah, okay. so I'm
1: pretty sure that they okay. were. I was not aware of that.
2: But. Now, look, I mean, does, does Lane Kiffin deserve time off? Of course. Is it a weird juxtaposition when – You've got people inside your program that are leaving and and looking and stuff, and you're not in town on it. Yeah, it lo- looks funny, but he's got a phone. But look, this is a big off season for Ole Miss from a from a perception standpoint. let's play the hypothetical that it's the, kind of the elephant in the room a little bit, okay. just for kicks and giggles, not to get everybody worked up. But let's say Arch Manning, sometime between February 1 and August 1, it's a pretty big range of time, commits to a school not named Ole Miss. That does change the calculus a little bit. Is that a big deal all by itself? No. Is it a big deal if you can't get a quarterback in and he goes elsewhere? Yeah, it's a different deal. You've got to go recruit. This is, this is the year that you've got to show that you can build program. And then to be honest, there isn't an, the other I mean, there's elephants in the room. Everybody in coaching is watching uh, January 16th.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Chip Kelly's buyout goes from seven point something to zero at UCLA at some point on January the 16th. I don't know the exact hour or how that works. But it goes to zero, and there, is, there have been published reports. I read one yesterday in the San Jose Mercury News, I think, that talks about the very real possibility that they'll just let Chip Kelly go or that he'll just leave, maybe even to return to the NFL. What does UCLA do at that point? I don't know. But I told Chase this before we got started. If I'm Lane Kiffin, I don't let my name get out for that job unless I'm getting that job. I don't play the, hey, you know what, let it be fun. Wouldn't it be fun to kind of get back in the, oh, no, 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 not right now. Not right now. That would be a mistake on your part. That would be that would be tone deaf to let that float for two weeks in, the, in at the late stage of recruiting, mm-hmm. to let that float for two late weeks. Late stage of the portal. Well, and when you're trying to get the early start on the juniors, that would be a mistake. That would be an error. And so here we are on January the 5th, and over the next 10 or 11 days, that story, one way or the other, in Los Angeles is going to play out with Chip Kelly, and it's real. And I think most people expect that at the end of the day, UCLA is going to relent. They're going to negotiate a a new long-term deal, and it's all going to be fine. But when respected reporters are, are writing stuff that says, no, it's it, this, this could end another way. You think you have to take it seriously. And if I'm kiffing, I'm telling people up front, unless I feel like I want that job and can get that job, I'm telling people I do not want my name floating around.
1: Um, I, I don't know if you're just trolling or whatever. Lane was not offered those jobs in the stream, by the way. No. What, which jobs? Uh, He said Lane could have left, the easily could be wanted to. Judging by the news, he was offered LSU, USC, Miami, Florida, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you're kidding, but just yeah, no. that, like that's No, no. no.
0: And look, let's let's be.
2: And I wrote about this in Ten Thoughts a little bit. This criticism that Lane Kiffin wanted the LSU job—that that that should not be a criticism, by any measurable standard. The LSU job is a top ten job. Maybe a top five job. Is that fair?
1: Yeah.
2: Sure. So. Lane Kiffin wanting that job, well, there's a long list of people that were interested in that job. I don't hold that... If, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you hold that against Lane Kiffin, you're, you're not being fair. right? Lane was never involved in Florida. Scott Strickland was never going down the Lane Kiffin road. And then you get to Miami, and that's where I do think that was a distraction. I do. I think there were people who believed that Mario Cristobal. What the, that? What's that sound? I don't know. Are we okay? Is that your phone?
1: What was that? I don't know. Was it in the stream?
2: Did y'all hear that? I didn't hear it in the stream because I have headphones on. I didn't hear. Was it, it my phone? I, it was something over here.
1: My phone seems fine. Okay. Know. Yeah, you guys didn't hear that. It was like a weird beeping, like five times. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. No. Sorry. I, go ahead. I heard it.
2: I, I do think the Miami thing was a distraction because a lot of people in, in coaching believe that at the end of the day, Phil Knight would do what he had to do to keep Mario Cristobal. And then Utah whipped Oregon a couple of times and Phil Knight was like, yeah, whatever, do what you want to do. And Cristobal wanted out of Oregon. He did not like Oregon. His wife did not like Oregon. Not Not the university, but the place in the current political climate. And so, you know, he he goes to Miami, and I think that was the that was the job that I think Lane was interested in for a lot of reasons that we've documented, and so kind of here we are. And you know, his his name in media circles makes some sense for UCLA. But I'm not sure that his I'm not sure that he himself makes a ton of sense for UCLA today. You're about to go compete against an NIL big boy. Let's see. Yeah, you, you're about to go up against Lincoln Riley. Whoever takes that job, you better be a slugger. I mean, you better be a grinder right now. So I I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, but I, like I said, I, I get the angst, um, and I get the people that go, right, let's just see what happens." Okay, cool. It's fair. I mean, well, I I,
2: I, I think it's too early to sit here and go, "Oh, it's just a disaster." Yeah, I do. It's not a disaster right now. But in the same way, I think the people are like, oh, no, there's nothing. There's nothing to there's nothing to see here. This is this is fine. This happens when you win. Not come on. Yeah, it, it, it it's it, it's there's something amiss. Yeah, it's the knock on him. And it's we've talked about this. I'll say it. I mean, it's no big deal. The knock on him is can he? it's not even a knock. It's a question. Can he build a program? And make it a sustainable winner. No one questions, can he go into a program and breathe fire straight into it? Yes. Yeah. Tennessee, FAU, Mm -hmm. Ole Miss, he's done it. Can he build a sustainable, a sustained winner? Now I think he was in the process of doing it at FAU. Yeah. But he was never gonna stay at FAU long term because FAU is not anywhere close to the power five and he wants to coach at the highest level. Yeah, sure. But you know, can he can he do it at Ole Miss? And you know, taking a step back next season isn't. That's not you know, it. That's not that big of a deal. But the question is how big of a step back. There's a difference between taking a step down the ladder, and just falling off the ladder. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I mean, I do think they're going to take a step down the ladder. But you got to control it, and make it one step. You know, if you go eight and four next year, you're cool. Everything's good. I mean, you end up 6-6, six and six, you know, 2-6 and six in the league or something worse than that. And all of a sudden people are like, whoa, what happened? And then I think at that point people start circling back to this past fall and said, what, what happened to let you get to that place? Because you had a lot of momentum. And if you don't capitalize on momentum when you have
1: it, sometimes it's hard to get the momentum back. Sure. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark 4 studio. I've got it home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com. ccom 662 662-238-3159. Phone services available, pro controls, network security, and much more. So call their office for details. Get, again, the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. Remind me to finish the thought just then because something just came to my mind that
2: we've talked about before that sometimes Mm -hmm. i think it's a perception that we need to talk about it well we're also brought to you by grenada nissan grenada nissan is uh just off interstate 55 in grenada mississippi they've got a complete selection of new and previously owned nissan vehicles great lease deals as well it's grenadanissanusa.com opa is oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square it's a menu that features euros, wraps kebabs fresh redfish lamb chops and more It's an awesome bar serving your favorite handcrafted cocktails and frozen libations and amazing candlelit patio 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. If you are looking to maybe book a summer trip, already thinking about maybe the next holiday season, I see people talking about their next ski vacation and things like that. Get in touch with our friend, John Edwards of Regency travel incorporated in Memphis. All you do, is get in touch with John, give him some parameters, give him a budget, and say, hey, here's kind of what I'm thinking about doing. This is kind of what I want out of my vacation. And then sit back and do nothing. He will come up with a ton of options that you're not going to come up with on your own. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901 494 3387 or j edwards at dot And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle is home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current (laughs) 401k plan. It's uh, mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Also brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air and Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. If you live in the Oxford area, Tupelo area, that kind of that neck of the woods, if you will, it's uh, Comer, 662 801 1777. If you are where I was last night, up in DeSoto County in that area, it's 662 429 4429 for the people at Southern. Different names. With the same great products and services.
1: I guess it's brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. That's JohnsonHillCreamery.com. It's on White Oak Lane, Sweet B, here in Oxford, just off Molly Bar. They make all their local cheeses in house. They are uh, doing new ones every single week. They are back open after the holiday season. They opened yesterday. You can even uh, get a cheese class going. If you've got at least uh, or tw- no more than 12 people, you can go inside their, uh, their shop. They'll teach you. All about some different things, about the cheeses. You put together a, uh, a cheese tray, charcuterie plate, and have a good time. You can call them for uh, for details on that and more. That's 662-419-9201. Again, johnstonhillcreamery.com or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com if you like email as well. Stop in see what all they have, including uh, a lot of cool add- add-on items, um, condiments, and much more.
2: In case anybody was holding out hope for uh, Mark Robinson to get another year, he just gave his goodbye. gave his thirty six, thirty five. Was he thirty five or thirty thirty five thirty five right? out declaring for the NFL draft? I don't know that Mark had a
1: choice. Yeah, yeah. He really
2: helped himself this year.
1: Well, I mean, he he gave him at least a shot. I mean, yeah. before this, there was no. I mean, dude came in as a walk on running back. I could see him helping an NFL team on special teams pretty quick. He's not scared to hit you. Oh, no, he's physical. I mean, that's, that's not a problem with him. He's, he's more than willing to, to go that route. Um, so here was my thought
2: a minute ago. Uh, one okay. of the things that I don't think we ever talk about enough. Okay. If Lane Kiffin were the complete, finished, polished product, he wouldn't be at Ole Miss today. He would be at one of the top five jobs today, whatever they are. Maybe top three jobs. Lane Kiffin on Saturday is elite. No one questions that. I mean, he's elite, elite. Like, one of the most elite in all of football at any level. His Sunday through Friday program skills are what he's working on, what has to be refined, what he has to finish to be that guy. If he were already a finished product, he would never have been at FAU. (coughs) Hell, he would have never been at at Alabama as the OC. Mm Mm-hmm. He'd probably still be out at USC winning titles. Yeah, his route would have been Tennessee, SC, and then, and then there. He'd still be there, or he'd be in the NFL right now. It'd be
1: Pete Carroll, isn't Yeah. It?
2: So you got to remember that that you, 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 to some degree, you are getting a little bit of what you signed up for. Your hope is that he.
1: Yeah, you 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 got your hooks in him. You got him on your campus, and you wanted him to fix the the negatives on his on his resume with you. Yeah, you're wanting him to grow into that potential in Oxford. That's the
2: bottom line. But he's, you know, I mean, the. He's not Nick Saban. Frankly, I think it's a. It's my. Maybe my biggest criticism of Kiffin is that there's too much attempt to be Saban. You're not Saban. I don't think that's your personality at all, frankly. Could be wrong. I don't really know. I've actually talked more one on one with Nick Saban in my life than I have Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Much more. I just, you know, I. I think he's got to get – I think that's this the next step for him.
1: Yeah. Um, Ole Miss, Tennessee, 6 o'clock tonight from, from Knoxville. Rebels, Jarkel Joyner is hobbled. We don't know what his status is. No. What is that? That's your phone, isn't it? It's not my
2: phone. Is it your device over there?
1: No. It's like –
2: Just stopped. I don't know. It's
1: something like Not my stuff. Okay. I don't know. All right. It's weird. It started to, like bothering me. I don't really <laughs> know why. It's kinda of freaking me out. I know you guys can't hear it, but it's this weird it's like like over and over and over again. Yeah, it
2: sounds like an old uh like video game.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Joiner is banged up to some extent. Yeah, Kermit
2: said he didn't know whether Jarkel would make the trip, said that they'd put out a release today.
1: Okay. Uh, they're down
2: some semblance of players. Two players. I don't know who the two players are. One tested positive and one got contact traced because he wasn't boosted. Okay. Now, to be fully vaccinated. It does for, take the boost. You have to be boosted. Okay. And that team is only about halfway boosted.
1: Yeah. It's it's not coming through the thing. It's just something over here.
2: Uh, uh, I talked. Some of JM says, did you record with Chance yet? Um, I have. I have communicated with chance we're going to tape later in the week when he's ready to do it. <laughs> it could be my ghost, Walker Bailey says Jarkell is out tonight okay i did I've not seen the. yeah,'ll take his
1: word for it Not good no, not good, not good. I don't even know what that looks like from a roster standpoint tonight. Well, I wish I knew who the two players were, but even. Even if no matter just, what,
2: it's not good, but it could be really, really I mean, even if it's just two cats on the end of the bench. It's but if
1: fun. it's like, hey, it's Morell and
2: Brooks, you go, oh Oof. Yeah, like, good uh, luck. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh last night, real quickly before we get into that in the SEC, Auburn knocks off South Carolina on the road. That's not a shock at all. Um by 15 there in Columbia.
2: Auburn's legit. Yeah,
1: they're 13 and one. Uh big, good game last night in Baton Rouge. LSU beating Kentucky 65 to 60 over oh. the uh the Wildcats last night. LSU 13 and one. The night they uh, they named it Dale Brown Court uh, last just night. Just the
2: little engine that could. Will Wade and a bunch of three stars. Just getting it done. I think I can. I think I can. Guys, if we'll just work as a team, the basket
1: is just 10 feet tall, just like it is for them. Yeah. We put on our pants one leg at a time. Yeah. Kentucky will get healthy against Georgia on Saturday, but uh, they yeah. lose to last night. Very, very healthy. <laughs> that will go fine. Yeah. That's on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, last night in Athens, a good game, actually. A&M wins 81-79 over Georgia on the road last night. Yeah. A&M now 12-2. and Georgia 5-9 and on mm. the uh, on the season. And then there's something again, I don't know who's out. I have no clue. But another sign that things are not exactly perfect in Fayetteville. Yeah. Last night in Fayetteville, 75-74 Commodores over Arkansas oh. last night. Vanderbilt getting a road get? win. 22. Yeah, such a good player. Yeah, Pippen got 22 last night. Um and actually that was with fouling out, but um Yeah, he's a really good Nonetheless, player. yeah. He's Vanderbilt Vanderbilt nine and four, Arkansas ten and four, Vanderbilt going on the road and winning at Bud Walton last night. So
2: uh, Arkansas having a lot of trouble getting buckets at the basket. They're they're really reliant on
1: the shooting, and when the shooting's not there. Tonight, three games for you again, Ole Miss eight and four, Tennessee nine and three. The Vols are ranked eighteenth in the country. I know what it is. It's the towel on my keys. Ah, I was hitting it in my pocket. I want the record to show that he was staring at all this equipment. Like, what have you done? It is. It is the towel that is on my fob. Is what it is. I will accept my apology in writing. Okay. Uh, Tennessee, yeah, by sixteen and a half tonight is the uh, is the line on this one. Mm. That's a big line. It's would be hesitant to take the points. But I'm just being the over under is one thirty three and a half. So, if somebody would like to do some math on what that, that I haven't looks watched like enough means, college basketball to do that. That's like, if it was a close game, that's like 66 apiece-ish. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I got to know who the other two players are. I mean, is it Morrell and Brakefield? I mean, is it is it, I mean, you know, I, I got to know who's who's not who's not playing.
1: That's SEC Network on um, ESPN2, Alabama at Florida tonight, the, uh, the Tide and the Gators. Florida nine and three, Alabama ten and three. The line on that one is Florida minus one and a half. There at home against the against Alabama. Kind of like Alabama. I, I was going to say I kind of
2: like the tide. Yeah. The the two teams, frankly, the three teams in Alabama are pretty good,
1: but the two teams in the league in Alabama are really good. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama and Auburn are. And actually, sorry, those are the only two games tonight. Uh, postponed is Mississippi State and Missouri, so that is not actually
2: <laughs> being played tonight. Both teams in our thoughts and prayers as they deal with this
1: bulldogs 10 and three missouri six and seven on the uh on the season almost women open their sec play finally they've had two uh covet outs that's tomorrow night against florida i think in gainesville for uh for that one so okay. yeah i saw that somewhere as i was uh as i was scrolling through so anyway they'll have a moment of silence before the game that's all i got from a basketball standpoint i got nothing else I mean 80 to 50 does go under. But yeah. I mean, I'm not prepared to say
2: they're going to 30? Lose. Yeah, it's a lot of points.
1: I mean 30 feels strong.
2: I just don't know. Ole Miss hadn't played since December the 21st. Hadn't played a game.
1: I just without Joiner, I don't know what this looks like. I I mean which is kind of a statement in and of itself, but. It is.
2: You got to, someone's, I mean, <clears throat> here's the ball, Deshun. Go for it.
1: See what happens.
2: Drive. Get to the line. Make shots. Take shots. But it means you got to let him make mistakes, too. And if he's going to go, go, go on offense, he's probably going to make a mistake or two
1: on defense. Who do they play Saturday at home?
2: I don't know. Okay. Here, I'll pull up a schedule.
1: I, think I got it right here. State. Oh. What time's that game? Seven thirty. Ah dear God. Yeah. Why? Well now that I don't know. And then they go to AM. Okay. Then they come back and play Auburn.
2: Yeah, on the fifteenth against Auburn. What time is that game? Seven thirty. I gotta get Carson tickets to that. He wants to
1: They have three seven thirties in a row. He wants to go scout Jabari Smith. Is he is he thinking that's so. a well he he's
2: Carson not too many days that go by where he's not thinking about who could be available in the draft
1: contemplating something with that yeah, he's like
2: four guys that he's pretty focused on right now and Jabari Smith is probably at the top of that list oh really of his obsession yeah Bonchero at at uh, Duke Jabari Smith Ooh, wow all right yeah I need to take this real quick okay.
1: While he's doing that, I'll uh, I'll tell you about Tan & Associates. That's NickstannOxford.com, 662-281-1200. You can uh, find them in my message board signature on the on the message board. I guess, duh, because I said that twice. You can uh, click it there, get to them, tell them we sent you for all the real estate needs in the Oxford area. The buy side, the sell side, they will take care of you. I've used them a couple times, and you should give them a chance as well. Someone you trust here in Lafayette County for real estate, 662 281 Nickstanoxford.com dot com for uh, for that I have no idea. Uh, oh, you're back quickly. Okay, getting ready to filibuster into something, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure what that was going to be yet. So, uh,
2: darkened A and M's like ninety five percent done.
1: Okay, well, what's the five?
2: That I don't know. Who was I saying? It was Bonchero and and Smith. And the big kid at uh, Holmgren, he doesn't like him as much. He thinks he's too skinny. And then there's a kid in France that he likes.
1: Okay. Yeah. Beats me. Sounds good. I'll take your word for it. That
2: was not Zach Evans. I'm...
1: When's it going to happen, Neil?
2: Zach? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would have guessed Sunday. All day Sunday. And
1: whenever this happens, we can go, hey, when's he eligible? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean. I don't know. I don't have his groups. What did I miss? Nothing. I I I read an ad. Oh, okay. Well,
2: I'll tell you real quick that we're also brought to you by uh, laman's Fine Jewelry. Lamons at eleven twenty six North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for. Uh, almost 75 years, engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry, LamonsFineJewelry.com or uh, 662-234-2777. We're also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate, based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and uh, land. This week's property spotlight is on Paragon Center in Ridgeland. It's comprised of 150,000 square feet of Class A office space located on Highland Colony Parkway, minutes from the new Costco, Walk-On Sports Bistro, and I-55. This section of Highland Colony is experiencing substantial commercial growth. It's located alongside some of the most affluent neighborhoods in Mississippi. If you'd like to learn more about this great opportunity to house your professional office, call Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell at 601-586-3220. And we're brought to you by ACS, uh, established in 2013. Automation and Control Systems LLC is a is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. If you are in need of a custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with them, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20, check checkout for 20% off your purchase. Don't forget, go to deadsoxy.com, get uh, 25% off your order just by entering the code REBELGROVE. Deadsoxy.com, promo code Rebel Grove, 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. And we're brought to you by Brothrow, a social sports betting network free to use. Really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group. Make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more at brothrow.com.
1: Yeah, see, here's the deal. Somebody said, "Why did, but Knox enrolled, but wasn't eligible. Yeah, but he didn't play this season. You can enroll, but you're going to miss a season. Yeah. So Zach Evans would not be eligible in the fall of 22 if, if he, he enrolled, enrolled right now without being eligible. But he could absolutely enroll yeah. and sit. But they're trying to find a way to make him be able to play now. He would not be able to play now.
2: Yeah, he's got to pass those hours, and yeah. I don't know whether it's online or at a community college or how that works. Yeah, I don't know, but that yeah, there that's are the people reason. that are trying to figure it out.
1: Um, did your house have morning with Betty White passing away a few days ago. Um, Do you have Golden Girls watchers at all in your house? Um,
2: not really. I'll be honest. They had a. a like a marathon of Golden Girl stuff. I actually watched an episode just because, yeah, it wasn't a terrible show. Before. Oh, no, it's, it's funny. But back actually. in the day, it was really yeah. funny.
1: And I mean, They're like, all gone now, all those people. Oh, uh, is that it? Yeah. Like Rue McClanahan was hilarious. It's a good point on Betty Watch. She dies at 99, a couple of weeks before her 100th birthday. And at 99 years old, people are that devastated to lose somebody, it says a credit about somebody's life. Sure. That. that she was yeah. brilliant. You got a few people that just are lights to the kind of the world and she's one of those. Sure. Uh the uh a 70 something year career in Hollywood. Yeah. Something like that. that. Frankly, and and through times where it was hard for frankly, I mean just going down the road, women to get those jobs. Well, and then older women. And for her to yeah, stay relevant through her entire career like that, to pick good roles, to constantly do things that because there was always a place for the supermodel in her twenties, well, yeah, whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. but you
2: know, when when they got a little older, Into to
1: age gracefully, it wasn't. Hey, try to be something you're not. Yeah, but, you know, even more so than you know, uh, you know, Sophia Loren or somebody like that. You know, I mean, no, it's um, it's 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 pretty remarkable. Served in World War II in a way.
2: Yeah, that show Golden Girls was her and Estelle Getty yeah. and Rue McClanahan and um, I don't know. I can't. It was a ton of talent on that cast. How long did it run? I don't like. Se- was it like seven years? Is that what it was?
1: It was really good. I mean, it was. A, it was a funny show. What like, happens on like the series finale? Like, did they get there? I don't did like? Did they get there? bit to be able to finish, like, did were they? Were they know. able to wrap it up? Did somebody like? I'm unaware. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I, I think I was more probably asking. B Arthur. B Arthur. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah superstar. On yeah. Should known yeah. that. That's one we should have gotten gotten there. I mean, it was uh Getty was hilarious in that show. Oh, she was just, I mean, it's phenomenal. Eighty five to ninety two. It's a good guess. Yeah. At you right there. Yeah. September of eighty five to May night, ninety two, they did um I'm trying to see how many episodes. hundred and eighty episodes of uh of Golden
2: Girls. I don't know if this is true or not, but I take Sammy's word for it. Daily Mail reported that Betty White's final words was when she saw her late husband come into the room. I read a story and it was talking to hospice nurses. Okay. And the most common final words that people say are something like daddy or mommy or I love you. Really? Like they're seeing something. I mean,
1: I've. I have no reason to say, I mean. I've
2: never died before, so I. I mean I will eventually, but isn't that interesting that, that it made me think of that right away because I read that story and I thought it was fascinating. They were they had talked to a whole bunch of hospice nurses and there, it was doesn't- a, there was a commonality as to how people who passed peacefully what they said, what their final words were. And I'm going to guess that she passed peacefully. But that was a totally different era of um, of television, mid eighties to the early nineties. Totally different time for television. Mm-hmm. But it was it was great. I mean, you watch, I mean I did. I watched one episode and starting another one. I was like, stop! You do not have hours to give to go the down
1: shit. a Golden Girls rabbit hole. But I was you're...
2: I was just admiring the talent. The, the,
1: the acting talent was amazing. Ginger says there's a Netflix mini docu series about that. What's uh what's it called? If you know. Yeah, I'd like to see that. It's an interesting thing. And I, yeah, I'm,
2: uh, Daniel Cota says I don't know if that's true, and I, I don't know if it's true either. I, I I was just it was a story that I read. It was just interesting.
1: Um. <clears throat> yeah, she follows up. Says the hospice nurses can tell when the end is near because they start seeing family members.
2: That'll well, send some chills down your throat.
1: Yeah. On
2: your back, I should say. And your throat.
1: Alf was really good, Alf but the ending is show. so stupid. Yeah. That I, I, they, they, they completely screwed that show. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the worst finales in TV history. I loved Alf. Oh, Alf is. And then they butchered the end. I get taking the risk, but in a lot of ways, we know how we, what we want from our shows when they end. Just give it to us. Just wrap them up and put a bow around them, and let us move on. Like, don't try to win the Emmy in the finale. Just, just, just do it. Will Burns says, "Surviving death." So I'll take again. I don't have Netflix up, but I take his word for it. Um, is uh, is that? So, I just found out that uh, mask back in
2: Oxford City deals. We just won't read, won't won't read the headlines, won't read the stories, just won't do it. It's that deal where you feel like you must do something. I'm going to tell you the hypocrisy here, and this is a real quick little mini rant. How many people from this town were in New Orleans last week? The whole town. They were in hotels, right? Yes. They were in restaurants, correct? Bars? I'm aware of, yes. The stadium, the last time I was in the Superdome, and I've been in it a bunch, but it always had a roof on it. Still on a roof? Yep. Did anybody wear a mask? Were people masked everywhere? It. So you come back here and, hey, you know what let's do? Let's punish the kids and put masks on. We have to do something to make it look like we care. No, you don't. But we keep doing it over and over and over. Everybody says, don't rant. Well, someone needs to say it.
1: It's hippopotamus. What am I missing? It's insane. Our stream is a collection of like eight different conversations going at one time, and I'm having a really hard time figuring out what we're. But you're right. I I interrupted. I I apologize.
2: No, you're right. When you get into a show for a long period of time, and the show comes to an end, give the viewers, give them a nice tidy. Let everybody know that everybody's okay. I've said this about The Office. The Office, the ending was so satisfying because you were so invested in those characters at the end. And you just wanted to know that, hey, everyone's going to be okay. I can go on with my. It's why they don't need to make another creed. At the end of the are. last, and I know they are, at the end of the last creed, it's good. everybody was good. Okay. I can wish you guys well and kind of get on with my life now. Thank you for being a part of my life. We've come to this conclusion. Hey, Rocky's good and 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 uh, Michael B. Jordan's, uh, Adonis Creed is good. Everybody's kind of good and it's okay. We can let it go now. There's peace that has been made and we can just kind of let go now. I mean, it's like at the end of, I mean, spoiler alert, Aaron finds her parents and Jim and Pam go off to live the life that they want to live and you you know that Michael's happy and, and, and Dwight and
1: Angela are gonna to be together and, and everybody's good. It's okay. You can kind of let it go and move on. Okay, the the two that are mentioned here, and I'm I'm gonna defend both these and I know most people are defend Breaking Bad ended the way Breaking Bad should have ended. Agreed. It that 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 had to be the end, you had to you had to kill it for lack like of whatever, to where there was not what's tomorrow, what's next because his he hunger at that die. point was never going to stop. He had to die. Yeah, so that had to stop. But you saved Jesse. You got a whole different two-hour movie to show Jesse after that. Uh-huh. Have you watched that? No. El Camino. You could. You could go back in that world a little bit for another two hours. Is it pretty dark. No, it's fine. It's a good movie. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, it kind of wraps it up again. So you could do that. Um, what are we talking about, Harlan Coben for? Um, I don't know. Podcast friend, Harlan Coben. <laughs> um, by the way, and then. What was the other one that's in here that I was going to comment on? Seinfeld. No, that was fine for Seinfeld. It was a goofy show. They use the last line (laughs) as the same as the very first line of the series. And they're put in jail because, look, we all love them and they're hilarious and we rooted for them. But but they were were (laughs) terrible people. They had deserved it. The entire series, they had no empathy for anyone. No. no, The entire time. No. The show works because of how terrible they are. How narcissistic they all were. I mean, and it's great. It's hilarious. Yeah, of course. No, that they were punished over something dumb after getting away with so much crap yeah. over those ten years. Yeah. That, no, you don't feel you go okay.
2: Yeah. And they're all sitting in a cell together
1: and just yeah. kind of joking about it. It was great. Yeah, got to stay there for a year because they broke the Good Samaritan or whatever law. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Well, better. You can make the argument. Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. I'm not there, but it's it's really really well done. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Greenleaf is. I have not watched I've not heard of that one. Oh, do you... I think Tony died, but...
2: See, I never watched, but I'm pretty sure based on what I've heard that Tony died.
1: Well, but, the, I mean, is it David Chase? Is that who it is? He he says that, essentially, it was left for interpretation that either he died or... And this is not a spoiler. It's been 20 years, guys. Mm-hmm. Um. He goes black when he's sitting in the diner. For anybody who has not watched *Sopranos*, um, or it's just the impending—he knows that at any moment somebody could walk in. That it's the constant fear that oh. this—you know—he's he's trying to do deal with his family and move on and do all this, but you don't don't know if.
2: Daniel Cotto is exactly right here. A show that was on its way to be great was *Bloodline*, but that oh, it bu-
1: was good. It was the first phenomenal. two seasons were really good,
2: and and that. It just, they ran out of budget. Is that right?
1: And so they just kind of killed it real quick. Is that what happened? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Ozark is great. Um, it's a little dark for Neil. It's a little dark
2: for me. I couldn't stay with it. And it, like people talk about 1883. I don't doubt that the acting is great. I don't doubt that the cinematics are great. I get all of that. It's just, it's just not your thing. It was just really
1: dark for me. I, I, I don't, I don't do well in that space. Um, if they mess up Ted Lasso's ending, Neil may riot. So, I mean, we all know how we need Ted's show to end. How does we, it need to end? Just don't try to be critical. Don't try to make it a think piece. Just let everybody beef good. He needs to win. His and team back needs home. to win,
2: and he needs to go back home with the love interest. Yeah. Not his ex-wife. No, 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 no. He cannot go back to his no, ex-wife. No, no, no. That can't be how we finish this. No, that's no. It needs to be someone that he meets. And if they're going to do that, they need to introduce her here pretty quick.
1: It's got to get going now.
3: Yeah.
2: Because
1: it's not, it's not anybody we know in the show, right? Right. It's not going to be like Rebecca or something, right? No. The only
2: one it could be is uh, the, the woman that he's seen a couple of times. Um, but that doesn't but that, feel right. No, that feels like more of a they just kind of entertain one another. No, he needs – yeah, you know you'd like to see him be happy. Ted's made so many people happy. You want to see Ted happy, right?
1: I feel, and again, I feel like they—they're running into a little bit of a problem because it was a in, in season one, it was a comedy with dr- with drama. Season two was a drama with comedy, in a way.
2: I thought in season two they let the politics get involved at a time when wh- one of the things we all loved about season one was it was in the middle of the pandemic and it wasn't political. It was Light, yeah, it was light, and we liked it. And in season two, they went heavy, and I. Th- I'm not alone in this. I've heard other people who are on the complete opposite side of the political spectrum say this: that it went a little heavy, I'm, and that's not what we wanted out okay, of that show.
1: I'm not. I'm going to try really hard not to spoil anything because I do. There, there will be some people that still pick Ted Lasso up. It's within the time frame. I'm trying to be a little careful. They introduced a certain plot line at the end of season two, mm-hmm. and I liked it. That has to be the ultimate yes finish right yes that matchup, that clash yes has to be and it feels like you need a good feeling no the the, the therapist is a great character yeah it was a good yeah that's a great character yeah that's all good whatever that whatever that comes through
2: yeah but well because we had to get through to figure out what it was that consumed ted the way that it did Mm -hmm. and so we got there but now it's kind of time. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a season four, right? No, I think this is it. And so I think season three, you've got to start wrapping some bows on things because that is a show that I think history will look back on it and say it came at this time when people needed something. The perfect time. Yeah, people needed something of sustenance to make you feel good at a time when it was easy. It's really easy, like I did just a minute ago where it's really easy to get pissed off for a minute. Like I'm, I'm so ready to be livid at people that I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And so Ted Lasso for me was, yeah, let me get away from all this. Let me get the office. Let me get away from all this. Let me get off into a different world. I don't want that show to be locked into climate change. I'm not saying that's not a legitimate argument or a legitimate thing to discuss, but that show was built on this guy who goes over there, doesn't know the sport and all that stuff, and and it's about people, and they've done a great job with developing Roy Kent and and Danny, um, whatever his last yeah, name is, yeah, yeah. and and um, several of the female characters, and mm-hmm. Rebecca's character has been phenomenal. Didn't, it, it's amazing how good yeah. it is, but it's you know there's there's a lot there, um, and and I think. I think that show needs to be a feel-good show. I think people that watch it, and this is where the writers struggle because the writers want to show their creativity and their depth, and I get it. But I think you're doing a disservice to the people who watch it if it's not something that, at the end, you're not kind of choked up. You're not kind of teary-eyed. You're not happy for the characters involved.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: There needs to be, because of when the show came out, there needs to be. There has to be a positive tone. It needs to. Otherwise, it's two, going, it's the, going the, to be remarkably I mean, disappointing.
1: Again, not not spoiling anything. The two the two scenes that most people go, hey, that this in season two shows the whatever of the show is the funeral mm-hmm. and the dart scene. Yeah, where you get the feels and you get the positive and you get the hero and you get yeah. the whole deal. Yeah, and that's the
2: yeah. Danny Rojas. Yeah. Danny right. Rojas, Danny Rojas, Danny yeah, Rojas. Right.
1: So, anyway.
2: No, it's a, it's a it's a, it's a great show, but it needs to it needs to end that way. It needs to for people, frankly, for people like me who have struggled more with the pandemic than we realized, that show was a comfort and it needs to be a comforting, soothing ending. I'm being real. And I've heard other people say that too. So, I, you know they they feel that pressure mm. and yet they're writers and they're pretty gifted writers and they're going to be so tempted to go
3: deep Mm -hmm.
1: um i know people have asked about my uh my 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 journey through the marvel universe we are uh we are at endgame is where we are at this point so the end phase three um I will probably do some sort of... Because there will be a very small people who care, but there are people who seem to really care about this that that, that, that are um, Marvel fanatics that are curious about somebody who's just watching them all at this point. Probably will do a podcast episode on it, is what I'm thinking, and record a show just taking through the, uh, the entire experience where you watch 20-something movies over the course of basically a month. Um, so... We'll, uh, we'll probably do that. That's probably how we'll wrap up that, and then I'm going to move into a couple of the TV shows after that as well. But uh, that's for the people that have asked. it's probably what's going on from a uh, from a from a Marvel standpoint. So we have uh, we've reached Avengers Endgame, wrapped up Captain Marvel a couple days ago, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll go from uh, from 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 there. No, I'm not stopping after Endgame. We're going to keep going. We're going to. I mean, if we're going to start this thing. We're going to finish it at this point. Um, I mean, <laughs> it feels like we're uh, we're there. So anyway. Uh all right. A lot of depth on today's show. We did We rest, covered a lot of ground. We? we did TV. I mean, this is I mean, uh, from
2: DJ Durkin to Betty White and beyond. That's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah. Ah, whatever. All
1: right. <laughs> RebelGrab.com.
2: To the really Plenty good go or really bad? Yeah, it's one or the other. I'm not I'm not, I, I could make the argument for both. Yeah.
1: So we'll uh we will uh <laughs> talk to you tomorrow. Be back with another Neil, why edition why does your of show, the show suck?
2: Well, let me sit down. And let me tell you all the reasons that it sucks. Yeah. So
1: Anyway, appreciate everybody. A lot of good stuff in the stream today. Appreciate all of you guys listening from wherever you are. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.